This is Little Sparkle. Welcome, everyone. We all are teachers. We know it's hard to educate our kids and make them face real problems. To put together our strength and give them all our knowledge. My fellow friends, let's talk about it. We are here to talk and make it better. Kids and mental health all matter. Little Sparkle, the podcast for educators. Hey guys, it's Julie Walker, host of Little Sparkle. I'm back and I am here with a special guest, somebody very important to me. It is Marissa. <laughs> <laughs> She's actually my cousin. Um, and so it's very important for me to have her on. Um, and so, you know, just be warm and welcoming and all the good stuff and um, welcome to this episode. So I don't have her on just because she's my cousin, even though I would totally have her on just because she's my cousin. <laughs> but I also, this episode is going to be all about subbing <laughs> and being a substitute because she just became a substitute. Mm-hmm. Hasn't had a job yet <laughs> <laughs> because we are currently in summer here in Polk County. Yeah. Um, I know some schools are still not quite out um, and that sucks for you guys, and I'm so <laughs> sorry. Uh, but we are out. I'm super excited about it. How are you feeling about summer break? Um, well, it feels normal to me. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just like another day until I start school. That's yeah, so going. fall's going to be different for you then. Fall. Like going because, back to school yeah, and, and yeah, starting all be that. That's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you tell everybody just a little bit about yourself? Um,. Well, I'm about to be 28. Um, I never even, I mean, like, I probably wanted to be a teacher, I'm pretty sure, when I was, like, six years old. (laughs) Who doesn't? Yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, everybody either wants to be that or an astronaut. (laughs) I I never outgrew the wanting to be a teacher, but a lot of my friends did. Yeah, Yeah. I'm pretty sure I kind of just outgrew it, and then, I don't know, I just decided, I was just like, why not? Because the schedule was pretty flexible, and then I just thought it'd be kind of fun yeah so well and also I mean scheduling is so important especially when you're a mom and both Marissa and I are both moms and um he's getting to that age where he can start going to school you know you could do BPK next year if you wanted to and yeah so it this schedule is definitely the best for parents um one perk for teaching (laughs) so okay what is something that you loved about school um (laughs) well um it's very probably just specific subjects that i thought were fun um i had probably like the amount of friends i had i could probably count on my hand so (laughs) um Definitely, I liked art class, and I really liked language sense. arts and like anything to do with like English. I was pretty good with. I really, I really was into writing for a while. Oh, so. I could see that. I think a lot of things artistic go mm-hmm. well with you. So, <laughs> if you haven't, um, I, I'll see if I can somehow link in the description. Um, Marissa has her own TikTok where she shows off her artistic makeup abilities. 
blows you away. It's absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. And I could see why art could probably be her favorite subject in school. <laughs> um, I know we kind of talked about it, but you kind of hope that you can get some art classes to sub for, right? Yeah, that would be super fun. Yeah. In my but, opinion, I think that would be a lot of fun. I think, <laughs> I think once they saw your artistic ability, it would become, so you want to be a teacher? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Oh, you could. You could. Yeah, I feel like you have to, well, I know you have to go to schooling and yeah. college for like art and and stuff like that i know that for sure so we'll talk after this it's not that bad it's not that bad <laughs> all right what's something you hated about school oh man um <laughs> a lot of stuff <laughs> um i think it was i mean some of the subjects i think that's for everybody but mm -hmm. i had a really hard time in school probably like middle school and like the high awkward school. years. Yeah, and high school up until like my senior year, I had a really hard time with them. Just butthole kids, and I really oh, feel yeah. like a lot of the teachers, um, especially in middle school, like saw what was happening, or they just didn't really do anything, or didn't wow. really care to like speak up about it. Wow. Um, so See, that's, and that's something that, like, <laughs> I take so serious in my classroom. Yeah. Like, I'm going to let go if you say something sarcastic to me. I'm probably going to let go 90% of everything because, like, it's not worth the fight. But if I see you be mean to somebody and right. it's not warranted, like, you're not a complete butthead and somebody's mean back to you, like, you're just mean, I don't tolerate that. Yeah. And I was pretty, I was painfully, like, shy. Like, I never spoke. Did you ever think you'd be on a podcast? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not at all. I never thought I would even make a platform and, like, talk yeah. on social media. Um, that was pretty different for, for me. Absolutely. Because I was, yeah, I, like, didn't speak at all for the entire time I was in school. Like, I even remember, like, a, a guy that I just went to. Like, you know, like, the kids that you go to school with from, you know them, but don't know them. Right. Like, they're in elementary school all the way up until high right. school. Right. And I'm pretty sure he, like, asked me if I had a pencil in high school. And I was like, yeah. And I turned around and gave it to him, and he looked at me like I killed someone. And I was like, what? And he's like, I just, like, have never heard you speak. I thought, I thought you had, like, a medical condition. I thought you were, like, a, a mute. And I was like, wow. Oh, man. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was, like, painfully shy. So, like, it was kind of just unwarranted, and they just, I don't know, I guess they just would pick at the fact that I was shy, maybe. I don't know. Because I just didn't, what yeah. They say. yeah. And, like, so it wasn't even warranted, and then, like, the teachers and stuff like that, it's just kind of, like, they just let it happen. See, and I hate that. Yeah. I, <laughs> I try to protect my shy kids at all costs. Yeah. Um. So, for me, I think something I hated about school um, this is, sounds terrible because I'm a teacher now and I collaborate with people, but I hated group projects oh, yeah. more than anything. Those suck too. Yeah. And it's funny because now as a teacher, I give a ton of group projects, <laughs> but I do not just like, here's your project, have at it. Like everybody gets a job mm -hmm. and I try to make it more fair than it was back when I was in school. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing you probably ended up being the person who had to pull all the way yes. or the whole per like everybody yes. failed yes yeah I hated that mm -hmm. and then the other thing I hated was reading out loud I would 
count the that kids in front of me and count yes. my paragraphs. You mentally prepare for it. <laughs> I didn't hear anything else in that story. I only knew my paragraphs. Yeah. Not retain a thing. And Not you're just a thing. focused on when you're going to go next. Mm -hmm. That was so nerve wracking. I have never made kids read out loud in my room because of that. Yeah, that because like they're not going to retain anything, mm -hmm. like you said, especially for like, you know, like shy kids and stuff. Oh my gosh, like going up, especially like going up in front of the class and talking or doing projects alone and stuff. Yeah. Oh I gosh, will say so I, I, <laughs> like, gosh, that sucks. You're a terrible teacher. <laughs> I do try to make them present their projects when they do individual projects, mainly because I got all the way to high school slash college and had to take a speech course and I had never stood in front of a class to speak mm -hmm. and I froze. Oh, yeah. And so I'm like, if I can get you in fifth grade, at least presenting your stuff, maybe you'll make it. Like, maybe yeah. you'll get to high school and be okay. Well, I feel like it's a little different, too, in elementary school. Yeah. You know, like, at least, I don't know, I'd imagine, because you're still a kid, so, like, things don't really affect you nearly as much, you know, like, as, like, the middle school and the high school. Like, Terrible years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean I don't think it's a bad thing and I know that like you are supposed to do that to prepare them you know yeah. it's just it was so it, the whole thing is really <laughs> <so> scary <laughs> yes um okay so we're getting down to the um main reason we're here and I have I have kittens everywhere and they're crawling <laughs> all over me um but Marissa just became a substitute for our county, and um, it was an interesting process. So, you want to tell everybody about it? Because I found it fascinating as a teacher. We sit around and we're like, how do, how do they find these people? Yeah. There's some subs that were like, you're gold and we love you and we don't want you to ever go anywhere. And I will put you on my list and I will whatever. But then there's some subs that were like, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> Where did you come from? Right. Um they the process is really easy like you pretty much i mean you just gotta ha you just have to have a good back like a clean background and pass your drug test that's a good that's thing. it you know oh and your high school diploma that's it and i didn't even know that i thought you had to have some sort of like certificate or something no um you do go through like they have training courses on you know like their website where you go through you have to read everything and then you take a test after but the test you're allowed to take as many times as you want until you pass mm. and then when you pass you just upload the thing um, wow i wish i yeah. could have so done that <laughs> yeah so they they give you like a million i mean they just said like keep taking it until you pass right and i mean like i mean some of it was a little thorough like you gotta have two um reference letters mm -hmm. of, re of recommendation from from two people um certain things like that but credential wise you don't have to have a certificate or go to any schooling at all like mm -hmm. it's just you have to have your high school diploma have a clean background pass a drug test and that's that's it pretty uh, pretty much right because I mean, you could just skim through that thing if you mm -hmm. wanted i mean i read it but like and but if you i feel like if you read it you pass it on like the first try i passed it on the first try 
but you could easily just keep clicking until you figure out what the answers are and then just click them again and you know like go however yeah. many times to pass yeah so, <laughs> you, wow. literally anybody could do it kind of. <laughs> i mean pretty much <laughs> so i was a paraeducator before i became a teacher and for that i had to have 60 college credits and i had to pass or 60 college credits or pass what's called the para pro exam it was like 80 bucks and i passed it the first time um i wasn't quite at my 60 credits i was i was probably shy about 15 or so credits and i just knew like i, I at the time i was doing overnight care for special needs mm. and it was a lot for me it was a lot for anybody at that age i was 19 20. i think that was too much for that age and so i was like i can't keep doing this i want to be a para and um or i want to work for the school board because i just it felt like the right thing and so i went and i took that test and i passed it the first time and became a para i don't know if they still offer the test um but you know the stability of being in the classroom all the time learning the ins and outs really is what made me the teacher I am now because I learned all that stuff prior to being in charge of my own classroom mm -hmm. so I, I mean I can't I say all the time like get as much experience as you can if you ever want to go in the classroom because it's just going to help you it's going to mm -hmm. help you see things the right way it's going to help you have the right mind frame and just all sorts of things but I do think if I had thought about it Actually, back when I was doing it, you see, I'm old. Back when I was doing it, you had to pay $100 to become a substitute. I didn't have $100 to my name. I had the $80 to my name. So that's where I was like, mm, you know, yeah. if this was the cheaper option. Um, but I mean, I probably would have subbed for a little bit first had I thought about, you know, now, or is, had the money. Is the paraprofessional, is that like the long-term sub? no that is um like classroom helpers okay that's what i was wondering because i was i was mixing up the two because i know on our like there's a training thing where it's like you don't it's like very strict on like the relationship between the sub and the paraprofessionals oh. it's very weird <laughs> interesting i didn't even know that would be a thing yeah hmm. it's pretty odd like i i can't remember all of it but i know like some of it was I think you have to go by what the teacher leaves and not listen to like the paraprofessional. Para Don't let the paraprofessional like take charge of the class. You were supposed to kind of thing. It's very weird. Huh. See, as a para, <laughs> <laughs> I was a para in the ESC classrooms. And so I knew those kids in and out. I subbed for my teacher who was gone at meetings all the time mm -hmm. and I actually wrote her lesson plans there at the end because I was doing school at the same time I needed the the planning or I, I had to write them and I, I I don't like to do things for no reason right mm -hmm. so like I'm like hey what's our topic for next week I'll write the lesson plans so that I could turn it in for school and then we could use it so I think I would have been like really annoyed had a sub come in and been like nope we're doing it my way be like i wrote the lesson like yeah you know? that's why i was confused because i'm like wouldn't the teacher's aid kind of be more experienced and because they're in that specific classroom right. every single day yeah so you'd imagine you'd want to go to that person if they're there when the teacher's absent not yeah. just kind of like oh you gotta listen to what the teacher leaves you or 
you know like if the yeah. if the teacher doesn't leave the lesson plans and you're screwed like they have all those other procedures you know that you're yeah. supposed to do but you're not supposed to ask the paraprofessional it's just odd to me <laughs> i guess okay, so i'm gonna give you a little advice on that i i would fill out the paraprofessional first some paraprofessionals are like not my job i ain't doing any of that but some are like this is my stepping stone to being a teacher and yeah. so they take it seriously and i would just fill them out and be like do you do you want to tell me what you know or you know and just yeah. kind of see what they think first because the last thing you want is for the teacher to come back in the pair and go that was a terrible sub yeah because they're and they have a tight relationship yeah. with them every single day yeah so it's very easy to just make them upset and then mm -hmm. them just be like mm -mm, don't like next time like when you're sick like make sure that they don't yeah no i don't i mean i can understand maybe you know not putting everything on the para because as a teacher that's i, I don't put everything on the para um like asking yeah, yeah just but like, just treating them as a human being. <laughs> yeah like, um <laughs> somebody who has some experience you know yeah odd <laughs> it was a little weird that is strange i as teachers we have no idea what they're doing to train you guys like we we honestly sit back and go how did they like what you yeah. know we and and some of the stuff that I've heard from some subs, it's like, um, like what to do when a teacher doesn't leave sub plans. I think this was something you told me too, is that they tell you to go ask a neighbor, right? Yes. Not every neighbor is teaching the same yeah, thing. Yeah, that's why I was like, also, I would just feel very weird because back when, because I remember back being in high school, you, like your neighboring like teachers were not teaching the same subject right. next door like you would have like english and then math or something mm -hmm. i don't know like sometimes they're not all right there it's just right. very weird and then you know those specific classes that don't have like electives like medical um academy they didn't have another teacher for medical academy it was only one class right but yeah they they say that's your first um they say go to the neighboring um classroom and try to talk to that teacher and go up to the front office and then you know if they still don't have anything just try your best to search around the room for the like lesson plans and so that was pretty much it oh my god okay so many things to unpack <laughs> first my first line of defense would be go to the office because at every school, their teachers are supposed to turn in emergency sub plans to the office mm -hmm. for if they're ever out. This is something that's due from us within the first couple weeks. And it's mandatory. Mandatory. Everybody's okay. supposed to turn it in. So, like, for me, I would think your first line of defense would be go to the office because they'd either give you a lesson plan or they'd say, here's the team lead for that group. That's the person you need to ask. Yeah. And so for me, like, I don't understand bothering your neighbor when, A, they could not be teaching the lesson or not know anything about that classroom. Or, B, like, they could also be a sub because that tends to be a thing right now hmm. is there's just a bunch of substitutes in one all at a time. Um, and it just, it could end up causing more problems, really. Mm -hmm. um, and then, like, teachers, leave your lesson plans. Like, I don't understand why you would think... It's a good idea to just, I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to leave anything. Um, 
even if for some reason you don't have a laptop at home, you get sick middle of the night, it's so easy to text your, t your teammates and say, their book is on the back table, have them do these pages. So simple. Mm -hmm. um, and if and if people are doing their lesson plans the way they're supposed to be doing their lesson plans, there should be a week's worth of lesson plans sitting on the desk anyways. I'm passionate about this because I just don't, I feel like we as teachers, we're undervalued, yes, but if we're treating people the way we're being treated, we're no better than them. And so at the end of the day, we're professionals, we need to be professional. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just like if there's, you know, a CEO at, let's just let's take Publix, for example. The CEO at Publix gets sick. Well, he's got meetings or he's got things he has to go do. He's got papers he needs to get done. It doesn't just go away for the day. He's going to have to delegate who's doing what and at least get his secretary to take care of his meetings. Mm -hmm. You don't just ignore the problem. You take care of it. You're responsible. And then everything can be taken care of, like... I have seen, and you're not going to believe this, but I have seen people call out first thing in the morning and literally leave nothing. So no sub, no lessons, nothing. Um, it's, it's baffling to me. I, I don't get it. Especially, did you know the school board is one-to-one -one technology right now? Mm -mm. All kids have iPads. Every single really? one, yes. And we have access to their iPads from our computers. So for me, when I'm absent, I upload videos of what to do, me explaining the work. I put their work online. I put the directions online. And then I print all that out for my sub. Oh, wow. So literally, as long as the sub is watching the kids and making sure the kids are doing what's on that list, that's all it I have to do. should be easy, yeah. should be an easy day. But... Some teachers don't do that. Um, so it's unfortunate, but you know, it is what it is. So how do you feel about this upcoming year and, and subbing? Like, are you excited? Are you nervous? Um, I'm kind of excited, I guess more so nervous about it mm -hmm. just because I haven't been in a school since I was, <laughs> since I graduated <laughs> high school. Um, so and and then like the the talking in front of like a large group of people, well kids, is a little nerve wracking to me, <laughs> and intimidating for sure. Um, and then also, they kind of play up the sub role as if you're gonna be the physical teacher for that subject for the day, which is a little nerve wracking as well because. When I remember subs, I remember when my teacher's absent, you're kind of stuck with, like, a, a busy work day yeah. or something. Not like, okay, well, this sub is going to be teaching the chemistry that I was planning on doing for that day. That don't happen. Making sure that you guys understand it, which is a little scary because it's like... I have I never met know. a teacher that's actually going to leave you the subject matter. Yeah. Never. Um, I always remember getting busy work. Yeah. Every time. Well, and I will say there might be times where I do leave something that I've taught like maybe once before, mm -hmm. but I leave a video with it. Yeah. Like I would never leave the actual subject matter because you don't know who you're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> and we as teachers know that. Like we could get somebody who bare. like I, I tell you what, I, I, there was a sub this year that 
sat on the teacher's table. I have a student who videoed it, sat on the teacher's table, cursing at the kids, throwing food at them, throwing paper wads at them. I mean, like literal video evidence of this. Um, so yeah, I'm not leaving the actual subject for subs. Like I would just never, because at the end of the day, I'm responsible for my Especially kids' data. now, because it's really easy to just become a, a sub. Like, yeah. I hate Mellow. to say it, but like it's it's a really easy thing to do. Like I I did it, and it. I mean, yeah, like some of it's a little tedious. Like mm -hmm. it's like a list. Like you got to get this, 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 and this done. But it's not something that is gonna hinder somebody from getting hired. Yeah. Like it took me less than a week to yeah. get everything finished and I like I said I remember back in the day I remember looking up um, that you need a certificate in order mm -hmm. to like you have to go through like a class mm -hmm. in order to become a sub and I'm wondering if that has changed now because I remember something about like um, teachers can become teachers if their spouse is in the military and I remember oh. hearing that that's interesting um, and reading about that and I was I'm gonna have to look that up yeah because I was pretty baffled and I'm like if your spouse is in the military you can just become a teacher and maybe there's a program I don't know but so we'll I was just like I mean I don't know if they're just very desperate on yeah well definitely have to look that up that's interesting yeah I know that like they're desperate on teachers yeah now. we're 700 we're behind by 700 teachers mm -hmm. we're in need of 700 teachers that's the right way to put it mm -hmm. and then there was something like where there's a shortage of subs it's got to be around the same number of vacancies that we have mm -hmm. because there's not enough subs to fill those vacancies and if so like say my my school right now has a couple openings um, I love my school by the way if you're interested let me know um, but my school has a couple openings and if we can't get a teacher by the first day of school this he's ridiculous <laughs> then we put a sub in there mm -hmm. and the sub has to teach the subjects so yeah, now like the long-term sub right yes so that's the like long-term now much a teacher <laughs> yes but those did you know to be a long-term sub you have to have a bachelor's degree are you sure that's what they told us. I don't think so because you can decide that you want to be a long-term sub. Really? For, yeah. So oh, you have they're the lying to us. <laughs> um. So basically, you can decide if you want to be um, a long-term sub for a specific person who's out for a long period of time as well. And when you're there for a certain amount of days, you get paid um, a little bit more, and then eventually you get paid by the hour. Uh, being a long-term sub for that like, teacher so you just get paid slightly more and it's it's an optional thing that they said you can decide to do like you can just stick with picking you know a specific one for the day or even the person who needs a long-term sub if they're out for like a couple months or something mm -hmm. um you can just pick a certain amount of days that you want to help or you can just pick the whole thing wow. and just be that sub see so well then that's yeah, changed since to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's changed since i had my son then they must really be <laughs> desperate i checked like last year i'm pretty sure about being a sub yeah or the, maybe a year prior but like it was very 
re it felt very recent wow. and you had to get a certificate i feel like they've just changed everything because they're getting desperate or something yeah well it's a thankless job and the segment we're about to do is going to show you why it's a little scary um and i'm not doing this to scare you so we're going <laughs> to talk through it and what would we do um <laughs> so let's let's get into that segment shall we so the this segment is called i thought i was being funny with it blind reaction <laughs> so welcome to blind reaction all right so i found a um like a it's not a reddit but it's like a a sub that somebody posed a question and then a bunch of teachers and i think students might have answered it's on Quora. I don't know if anybody else knows about that, but the question is, what's the worst substitute teacher experience you've ever had? And I, I at first I was like, wait a second, like I'm not saying she's a bad sub, so I'm not going to do this, but, but listen to this. As a teacher, this is Annabelle Lee. None. I always had well-prepared lessons for them. Frequently, I got notes from the sub saying I, own, I owned a place in heaven or such. I taught remedial math. The kids can be difficult. As a sub, this happened in January. I was taking attendance. I'm in, I am given a list of the students' names as registered. I always start with, I apologize in advance if I do not pronounce your name right. I will try my best. Second, I call attendance by the name on the sheet. I do not know you and I don't know your nicknames or names you go by. I'm here for one class period with you only. You need to answer here to the name you're registered under. You have no idea how many junior high kids go by some other name. In the South, it's every kid. I was calling attendance in a sixth grade math class and one person did not respond. Before marking someone absent, I count the class and reread the name I got no response to. On this day, the name was simple. It wasn't a matter of mispronunciations. I recalled and got no answer. It was a class of 30. I said, I'm not going to spend any more time on this if blank doesn't doesn't respond to their name i will mark them absent a young sixth grader said hey you bleep bleep ugly old white woman i don't need to answer any old bleep white bleep i called the office and told them to send a replacement i was on my way home the principal chased me out begging me to stay he said there was something he said there was something in the sir oh air probably in the air I said, yes, a lack of, total lack of control. Every day that school asks for many subs, the jobs don't get filled. So what would, what would you do if that was the, you can see the curse words that were used. I'm, I, this is a wholesome group, or this wholesome podcast. We don't <laughs> use those words. So what would you do? Oh my gosh. I don't know. I would probably, I don't even know, like, where to begin with that. Mm -hmm. I'd probably just, um, tell them to, like, just leave the classroom. Like, just, please go, like, to the principal somewhere. I don't know. So, like, I <laughs> go somewhere. And then probably, like, after the class, I'd, I'd like, go and cry in the bathroom. <laughs> 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 don't do that because this kid probably has problems um so the sarcastic teacher that i am would be like mm, so absent check that off and i would have marked him absent for the day 
because you didn't, you clearly did not do the thing that I asked you to do. True. So you're going to be absent for the day. And then when somebody questions me on it, which they probably would, I would leave a note and I would say, this is what the kids said. They did not say here, like you're absent. Now you have to tell your parent what you said because your parent's going to be asking you why you were absent for the day. Yeah. Because did you, I don't know if you know this, but if you're absent, you get a phone call from the school board that says your kid is not in class today. Okay. Yeah. So, true. so don't okay, get mad. Don't feel sad. Just get even. <laughs> I yeah. hate to say it that way, but some of these kids don't realize there's consequences to their actions. And if you're going to be using ugly words and not do what I asked you to, then you're absent for the day. That'd but, be a good uh, recovery too. Like them just cussing you out like that. And then you're just like, so absent <laughs> that'd be pretty funny i don't think i could mentally handle it i would just probably just be like please go to the principal's office you got you i'm gotta gonna get... go write this for you so you can go to the principal's office oh and then i would probably just have like a stone cold cold like face like it didn't affect me and then probably go maybe i might be able to hold it inside until i get home or in my car but definitely probably probably uh. cry well, I'm I'm sorry. Don't just it's okay. It's okay. I see and I've taught fifth graders, oh god. For a long time. And the reason I have gone for the older kids is because they can understand my sarcasm and usually like I have had situations like this come up before and I've done something like what I just said where I was like so absent. The class will rip on that kid. Like they will give them no breaks. Like that lady just got you and mm -hmm. then it's kind of like oh so i can't i can't get away with this the rest of the day you know what i mean yeah so it just showing them that you're a person too and that you can handle like what they say doesn't matter because honestly at the end of the day they're children the medulla oblongata is not formed or whatever and they don't know what they're doing or what they're saying and he probably hears crap like that at home yeah that's true so all right, kindergarten, morning class. I love the way this person starts. Like, I love a good, like, one word sentence that gets you really going. I had a note to send a little boy for meds at mid-morning or he would turn into a monster. Native American boy, hair down to his waist, looked around, must be absent, reported him absent. It, uneventful morning, put the kids on the bus to go home conversation with the bus driver to say that specific child was absent bus driver dropped several children off at the same place and that child's father was really upset when his kid didn't get off the bus he called the mom to accuse her of having picked up the kid in violation of the custody schedule mom told him she didn't have the kid and cursed him out setting the tone for the calls for both parents to the school first cursing the office secretary and then the principal the attendance record was checked i'd marked the boy absent I got called into the office and the phone was thrust into my hand with the father screaming curse words at me. At what had I done with his kid? Was I working with the mom? Was she stealing his kid? And was I in on it? This is like soap opera stuff. Eventually, the dad said he'd walked the kid into this classroom that morning. His kid had <clears throat> a substitute teacher and he left the kid with the sub. I had not seen any dad. I also wasn't the sub the kid usually had. The usual sub was pulled to go on a field trip with a different class. I had been called to replace her. 
That raised the possibility that the missing boy was on a first grade <laughs> field trip, but this was before cell phones. All the classes that were in the school had to take attendance while a police officer, or sorry, police car was sent to the field trip site to look for the missing boy. By now, both parents are in the office screaming at the principal. The school secretary, me, and the police officer left at the school. The unmedicated child was finally located with the other sub and the first grade. He'd been fine until the policeman tried to take him out of the fun field trip to bring him back to school. Kid wouldn't get into the squad car. Meanwhile, the bus pulls up with the afternoon kindergartners. We walk in line back to the classroom. I'm trying to wipe the tears off my face. This must this be like a split, like you have kindergarten in the beginning of the day and then you have a different group in the end of the day, which doesn't really happen nowadays, but. Um, meanwhile, the bus pulls up with the afternoon kindergartners. We walk back to the classroom while I'm trying to wipe the tears off my face. I start taking attendance. I get about halfway through when one of the little girls stands up and confides. Maestra, the boys are lying. Those aren't their right names. And then she proceeds to identify the boys with the other girls backing her up. It was excruciating. The confused and accused office staff and the parents who had cursed accused me of stealing their child and the police officer who had not been nice. No one apologized. The boy with hair down to his waist was finally returned to the school around two. All this was a thousand times worse for me because previously my kids had been taken out of school by their father on several occasions when it wasn't on the visitation schedule and I had taken legal interventions to find them. Man. So two things there that kind of was not a great day. Um, the first one being that the kid was dropped off to the wrong class, which is totally a parent issue mm -hmm. and not the subs problem. Um, which, I mean, I could see how that could be, like, upsetting for the sub, but it wasn't the sub's fault. Like, the sub yeah. did everything the right way. It's probably, like, everybody taking it out on her that's probably Because the they don't know part. her, and, like, she's new in the room, and, like, yeah. And I don't think that's very fair to do to someone. Like, you can't just make a scapegoat just because it makes you feel better. <clears throat> so, but also, just keep in mind, if somebody tries to make you a scapegoat, it's on them. They got a problem. Mm. Um, and then the second thing is the boys lying about their names. What would you do? Um, with them lying about, like, their names, I probably wouldn't entertain it. I would probably just fix the thing. Yeah, just move on. Yeah. Sometimes that's the best thing to do because when you get, like, when they get a rise out of you, all of a sudden it's just like, it's a game and then everything else yeah. they do is going to be worse. Okay, we'll do one more. What was your, uh, this is a related question. What was your worst experience as a substitute teacher? I was the regular teacher who needed a substitute teacher for a class. My classes were all behavior classes and I had prepared a lesson that would work. It was, I was in the school, but attending a meeting with people from the school board. I needed the substitute for most of one period. I didn't know who the substitute teacher would be. I hoped it would be a seasoned person. It wasn't my cat <laughs> it wasn't i got back to the classroom early to find that the students had removed the lesson plan from the desk they had convinced the young teacher that they had trained to be hairdressers when i walked in they had a raincoat draped across this poor young teacher and it started cutting the guy's hair oh this was a the young teacher was a guy they were cutting his hair 
They were using my scissors from inside the desk. The rest of the students were over by the window playing poker. Bets were still low. Everything stopped when I entered the room. The poker chips were concealed. The deck of cards placed on the outside of the window ledge. The students with the scissors, there were two, smiled and said they were just trying to be friendly. The substitute teacher looked foolish. I said that as soon as I figured out how to get up there, I was throwing all of them off the roof. I got the substitute teacher to his feet, looking as he did, and thanked him for coming. I muffled my laughter as best I could. I murmured, brats, they keep giving me brats. The bell rang and off they went. The most interesting students a teacher could possibly have, all bunched together and given to me. The things they did every day. How could their other teachers dislike them so much? I went to work for the entertainment value. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that's just, <clears throat> I feel like that's kind of a natural selection thing. Cause like, <laughs> you're really going to sit there and let, you're just going to be like, okay, well, that's, I, I believe that. <laughs> I believe you over like what's written here from the teacher. Oh, it says that they stole the plan. Oh, still. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of your fault. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm going into a regular thing. school and you're telling me you're all here to be hairdressers. The fact that you're like, mm, okay, I buy it. Yeah, sure. I'm going like, to get a free haircut out of this. And you sat down and like let them cut your hair that's insane well and the fact that they put a raincoat over him as the yeah like and wouldn't you think like mm, i'm starting to think you guys aren't really hairdressers these are safety scissors these are craft scissors <laughs> um know. yeah teachers sure? don't have the best scissors like there's yeah. been so many times my kids are like we need better ones it's always like, those rinky dink metal scissors you know they're yes. always full metal and they always suck, and they have that big gap in the middle. Yeah, they they don't fold or they don't close right, yeah. so they don't cut anything. You got to go all the way to the inside to get any kind of movement. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like um, maybe like those hints might have like also, you're like ten, so <laughs> I don't know. How it's many little... ten year olds do you know play poker though? That's interesting. <laughs> this yeah. does I I think this person had a good uh, debt disposition on it where they're like I went to work for the entertainment value like okay yeah. well I mean it's like do you get mad at the because it's either are you gonna get mad at the kids or the grown adults <laughs> that just believed what they said that's insane yeah it's like okay yeah, I mean it's kind of your fault <laughs> that's a little silly <laughs> yeah all right so that's the end of blind reaction but our next segment is really, it's, it's just kind of a conversation, um, but uh, ask a professional. So do you have any questions of like anything that has to do with going into the classroom or? Oh, goodness. Um, I, I mean, I have like a, a lot, but it's more so like protocol like what's the exact things that you're supposed to do because I feel like mm. I am reading too much into it when <laughs> it comes to that kind of stuff and it's like I don't know but have I mean like there's like some of the training is on like what to look out for for if you know like kids 
maybe abused at home or something. Have you ever had that happen where you have had to report something because you oh, think yeah. the child is being abused? Or, many, many times. And then what were like the signs and stuff? Well, here's the thing. And, um, and like, how did you even approach it? You know, it's difficult. Especially, I mean, you know my past, you know my history. So for me, it's it's difficult on two levels. Like, as the teacher, I want to make sure that I'm making the right protocol or making the right call. And then, but also I'm dealing with my own emotional turmoil at the same time and having to like kind of push that away for a little while to be able to then do the right thing. Mm -hmm. And so, and the difficult thing, and this is really and truly something that I'm very passionate about, is that the school board education department of florida really and truly needs to look at their abuse training and revamp it because not every kid that screams in your classroom is being abused at home but also the kid that's quiet in your classroom and well behaved might be mm -hmm. and so like some of the signs and symptoms really that they tell you to look for are not they're not great they're not the right ones and in and again that's my opinion but I mean you knew me growing up I was a well-behaved child like granted I was the loud one I was the the more outgoing one of the three of us girls but um at the end of the day like I tried my best not to get in trouble I tried my best not to be I was I tried not to be too loud I tried I tried to conform to fit what my abuser needed me to be mm -hmm. and that resonated at school because if they if my parents had gotten a phone call that I had misbehaved at school it would have been worse for me when I got home so I just I wish that that was more clear but really the best thing to do is be open and be able to listen because the kids that are not doing well will somehow seek you out um, let's just hypothetical, you take on a long-term teaching, you know, subbing position. Um, the best thing you can do is be there for those kids because at some point when, if they know that you care, at some point the child in the room that's being abused is going to come to you and say something along the lines of, you don't understand what's going on at home. And usually that's the biggest indicator that there's something wrong. Um, I know like for myself, I said that several times to a few different teachers and it was brushed off, pushed under the carpet, acted like, well, you know, kids don't come with a manual. Yeah, I, I guess we don't, but there's some basic things that you shouldn't do, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so when it comes to that stuff, like I think just being open and being there, like the kids will find you if they know that you are a safe place to land. And I will say, I, I'm very pleased this year. Um, they took kids' mental health and um, abuse awareness very seriously, and the sheriff's department is now buddied up with the school board, and they did a training at the end of the year about teaching kids to look for a safe adult. And I am so happy about that because I will tell my kids every single day, I will be your safe person. Like, if you need to talk to me, we step right outside that door. I mean, obviously, I keep my door cracked so I can hear the other kids, but... Nobody needs to hear what that kid has to say. Um, and I, I listen to them. And, and that's the biggest thing. And I've had a lot of kids come to me because of that. I even, and oh, I broke the law this year. Because um, you know the don't say gay law is the big thing now. Like, can't talk about gay, can't talk about 
pride, can't talk about any of that. Well, I had a student actually come to me this year and tell me that he is gay and that if he told his parents, they would, um, because they were very traditional parents and he had never told a teacher that. And that was all because I created the safe space for him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and there was a lot of conversations before and after that, but like I said, just be open and be caring, I guess is the best thing. So, so like, what do you do for, like, do you report it? Do you always just go straight to the reporting thing? Um, so something I didn't know until recently is that kids can only be interviewed three times, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. But so since kids can only be interviewed three times, if they come to you and they say X, Y, and Z happened, you don't ask any questions because then they would need to be asked by a patrol officer. They'll need to be asked by a CPS worker. And if they reach their three times before the investigation's up, they have to just drop the case. Mm. So never ask questions. Just take what they say um, and and keep it. Um, Don't tell anybody you're reporting. You can report anonymously. I, I have always told my admin, hey, I have to make this report because I want my admin and I want my um, counselor at the school to be aware of the situation because chances are there's gonna be somebody coming into the school needing to talk to that child. Um, So, and then just call as soon as you can. So the number is very, it's posted everywhere online. Um, It's posted everywhere at the school and you can do it anonymously. You can also go onto the um, DCF website now and type it all out. So you don't even have to talk to a person. You can type everything that happened. Um, and what they might do is they might call you after they you know, see that you sent in the report just to make sure everything's legit and ask any like clarifying questions. Um, so always make sure you give your personal number mm-hmm. because if you give the school number, they may or may not be able to talk to you. So. So do you usually like approach them first or you just wait for them to approach you? Because like if you're starting to see signs of abuse or something, do you just talk to them after class or pull them to the side? It depends on the kid. It depends on the situation. Um, If I'm seeing like there's neglect happening, because that's that's the number one one you're going to see visually is the neglect because they come to school dirty, their clothes, they're wearing the same thing every single day. Um, if I see that they're being neglected, I'm going to have a conversation with them. Like, to, cause I want to make sure that I'm not putting a family that's struggling in an even worse situation. Right. So my conversation is going to be like, Oh, you saw you wore those clothes a few times this week. What's going on? Your washing machine broken or, you know, like something like that. Um, where it's just like an open and honest conversation or, you know, sometimes I've had kids with some really bad hygiene. And I've just had to be like, hey, I'm just pulling you aside because I want you to know, like, if you need deodorant, I have some extra in the cabinet there. Or, like, you know, kind of have that conversation. And that usually leads to them saying, oh, yeah, this and this is happening. Or, like, um, my mom doesn't have the money to go get that or whatever the case may be. And that usually tells me this child's being neglected or this child it's just struggling and there's been a few times that like it's it's been just the struggle and I've reached out to the parents and I've been like hey I know people getting rid of some clothes do you want them for your child and um it's the same size or something like that so that they don't feel embarrassed um but if it's like the child is showing up with bruises I don't question about it because I know that they've probably been coached they've probably been coached on what to say and I only know that because I've seen it time and time again oh I fell oh this oh that 
those things, like as soon as the child shows up with a bruise, the person abusing them is teaching them what to say when someone asks. So I don't question. Um, one bruise, obviously I'm not calling. Um, couple ugly bruises, I'm, I'm gonna be making a phone call so that somebody can just check on their surroundings and make sure they're okay. Um, now, those are the two. Now we have sexual abuse. That is the hardest one to spot any signs for. Um, it usually tends to come out in a kid being very curious with other kids in the classroom. And when I get reports of like, this child touched me and I told them not to, or, you know, they put their hands down my pants or they wanted to kiss or they wanted this or that and the other, that is my first sign that there's some abuse going on um, and I need to go ahead and call. And in that case, usually if they've touched somebody other than themselves without permission, I'm having to report that, mm -hmm. which then leads to the investigation of them. Because if a, if a kid comes up to me and says, so-and-so touched my private parts, I have to report that child. Even though they're a child, I still have to report them. So I know it's, it's a lot, <laughs> <laughs> but really and truly, if you ever have doubts of what to do, your admin team is going to be there for you. And I've never met an admin team that's ever said like, oh, it'll be fine. Most admin teams want to make sure that their kids are good and said so they're going to lead you the right way. So yeah. never be afraid to ask admin. Never be afraid to have a conversation. It's, I think it's the best thing you could do. Yeah. So I hope that helps. And I hope that yeah. helps you guys. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and... Pinterest is going to be your best friend for like extra stuff to do with kids if somebody doesn't leave stuff. Y'all leave your lesson plans. Like, for <laughs> real. Don't put somebody in a bad spot. Don't leave your kids in a, bad, in a spot. bad spot. Yeah. <laughs> so, honestly, like, why would you do? You are responsible for their learning gains. Don't put them in a bad spot. I'll cry. <laughs> <laughs> also, tell your kids that say bad words to stay home. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, that's another tip I was going to tell you. I don't know if you have, like, a small canvas bag, but I have tons of, like, treasure box stuff. I know if you if you do, like, older kids, they're not want treasure box. But younger <laughs> kids, if you come and you're like, at the end of the day, everybody gets to pick something, you're going to have a phenomenal day. So If you guys aren't little buttholes, you can take <laughs> in this cool treasure box. Yeah. Yeah. So. The uh, travel I'm box. graduating next year. Like my cousin Julie said that this is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I had a fifth grader this year see my treasure box in the closet. It's like the end of the year and he goes, Miss Walker. And I was like, what? He always does the head thing too, Miss Walker. I'm like what? You got a treasure box in here. Yeah. Can I get something from the treasure box? I'm like, you are almost a sixth At grader. Age, I love treasure. I would. <laughs> yeah, I love the treasure box. I feel like I still would love a treasure box. Oh, you were good today. You get a treasure box. <laughs> yeah, like, and then it's always stuff that you're never gonna use again in the treasure oh, box, yeah. but you're like, I gotta get in there. I need this, yeah. yeah I gotta get in there somehow. So. <laughs> As a parent, I'm sure I'm gonna be super annoyed with the treasure box because, whew, excuse me, even when we go to like McDonald's, Burger King, like when he gets those little trinket toys mm -hmm. trash it throw it away it's useless it <laughs> does nothing and it takes up house. they're everywhere and i step on them and i'm like 
You're just going to yeah. leave this here for me to... They're worse than Legos. I know. Yeah. Okay, I take that back. Maybe not worse than Legos. The close. <laughs> yeah. They're never going to use it again, but you better not throw it out because I'm, <laughs> I want it and I want to keep it. And then it sits at the bottom of the treasure or the treasure box, toy box until I don't know when they're still, you the just have to make it box. disappear without them noticing. Cause if they notice, then it's like, I, that's my toy. And it's like, you haven't even, you didn't even know it existed until I just took it out. <laughs> okay. But does your child notice when you get rid of toys? Because mine In does. In front of him, yes. Oh, but no. no, unless it's his letters, because he takes an inventory count of his letters. <laughs> I just love everything. Him. <laughs> everything else, um, out of sight, out of mind. So like, if he's not looking, like even when we go to the store, he'll just be throwing stuff in the buggy, and then as soon as he's not looking, I'm like, I put it back, <laughs> and I just slowly put everything out of the buggy. So by the time we get to checkout, I don't have anything that he put in there, and he doesn't even remember. So just like see, okay, so Marissa <laughs> and I are trying really hard to break some cycles. Not that I'm not saying like there's some spankings are warranted for children. I, I'm not gonna lie. If he's about to grab something that's hot, I'm popping his hand. Okay, but we're trying real hard not to try. We're trying to do the gentle parenting thing. So that seems much more gentle than what I do, which is like Xander, you don't need that. Like what? No, I didn't tell you to grab it. And I, but see, I'm trying. I'm trying. I just, the teacher comes out and I can't help it. Yeah. I mean, that or I'll just make something up and for some reason he'll just, it just makes sense to him. Like, it won't even correlate, but if like he's staring at me and he wants it, I can just be like, we can't, I can't put that in the buggy because it's, it, it's raining outside. And that's why I can't, we can't buy that right now because it's raining outside right now. Really? And he'll just be like, all right. I mean, makes sense. Xander makes sense would look me. me dead in my face and be like, why? <laughs> what does the rain have to do with it? Yeah, because he just doesn't My kid questioned me way too much. My therapist says it's a good thing because we're raising him to be a free thinker. <laughs> But I tell you what, there's some days that I'm like, can you not think like, today? Free, think freely to yourself. <laughs> Let it not interfere with me, please. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, I'm sorry you. you had to pet my dog the entire time. Oh, no. <laughs> sparkle, oh, so, guys, don't forget, this is coming out every Friday from now until summer is over, beginning of August. Um, don't forget to go check out my merch site. Don't forget to go check out, um, oh, but well that's Etsy. Etsy's the merch site. Check out any of my other podcast episodes. Hit subscribe. Subscribe here on YouTube. Subscribe on whatever channel you listen to podcasts. Um, let's get it growing. And check me out on TikTok. I've been blowing it up over there i'm like i've gained like 30 followers in the last two days yeah i'm super excited about it stoked so let's get this out there and let's you know leave a little sparkle wherever we go